1: Welcome back to the Selling from the Heart podcast, your co-host, Daryl Amy, here with Larry Levine on a wonderful day, and we're really excited
0: about what we have to share with you. Larry, what's going on in your world? Uh, The heat's on. The heat is on. Finally. I'm going to tell you, finally, summer's hit. So, you know. Okay, define heat. Okay, I'll define heat. I just walked outside, and it's 95 degrees out, and it's 1030 in the morning. Oh my goodness. So I was on the
1: phone with uh, someone in London this morning and they said, Daryl, we're having this incredible heat wave. I can't do a British accent or I would. And and I was like, wow, you know, I'm so sorry. What, is, what does that look like? And he said, well, it's, it's 26 degrees outside and people are having heat stroke. And being a Canadian that married a Southern girl, you know, suffering through 90, 100 degree plus summers, I quickly did the math 26 degrees Celsius for those who are keeping score is about 85 degrees. And I was just <laughs> laughing. So beauty is in the be- eye of the beholder heat is in the eye of the beholder. And, uh, but w- you know what, Hey, we're glad you're back today on this song from the heart podcast. We had a great interview last week, uh, with, with our good friend Dan Disney. I hope you got a chance to listen to that today. We're going to, we're not slowing down a bit. We've got a really exciting guest, And you're going to get a lot out of this podcast. In fact, if you're not driving down the road, uh, I recommend you get out a notepad and uh, you get ready to take some notes because the guest that we have today is going to be fantastic. Larry, I'll have you introduce him in a second. But if you're new to the podcast, welcome. We're glad you're here. You have joined an elite group of sales professionals, not sales reps, sales professionals that are committed to being genuine, being authentic, bringing the goods, doing the hard work, selling from the heart, and uh, so and I don't know if anyone epitomizes that more than our guest today, Larry. Why don't you uh, tee the ball up, and we're going to have a
0: great conversation today? Well, thanks, Daryl. I don't even. I, there's there's so many words I can use to describe Mike, but uh, Mike is just a genuine, great guy. As, he, as he's flexing for me while I'm watching him right now. Totally hilarious. So you know how this is going to go, Daryl.
1: Yeah.
0: But, yeah. But I mean, what's cool about Mike is, and we always talk about how social works. Mike and I met probably eight, nine months ago, commenting on each other's blogs. And to me, that's just the true epitome of how social starts is building those on our, online relationships and taking them offline. And and Mike has just turned out to be one heck of a great friend. He's a mentor to me. Um, I love the guy, but further ado, you know, Mike
2: Garrison. He, I'm just happier on this podcast, so welcome. Thanks, man. I'm excited to be here and to see Daryl for the first time. Wow, that's right. This is the
1: first uh, live video, uh, video stream, and we've, we've become big fans of Mike Garrison and big fans of, of the work that you're doing in Referral uh, selling predictable referrals. But before we, we dive into that, um, you know, one of the, the first question we ask all of our guests is, you know, when you hear the phrase selling from the heart, what does that mean to you?
2: I I guess a couple of things as I was thinking about being on the podcast and it's an honor to be here with uh, both of you and just really, really excited about everything. And when I think about selling to the heart, I think about eliminating barriers between who you are privately and who you are publicly being, authentic. you know, and when you, when you get down to it, the reason I sell by referral is it's, it's, it's how I live my life, you know, authentic relationships that change lives and change eternity for different people. So that's, that's what selling the heart means for me. The other thing is culture, right? If you want to sell by referral, you need to have an individual and corporate culture that values human beings period. You know, you have to value the heart. It can't yeah. be just about the dollar. And that's why I was so excited to be here because Larry and I are starting to really work on culture. You'll, if you follow any of our streams, you'll see it mm-hmm. and it's, because that's really what it's all about. Yeah, absolutely. That's a
1: man. That's, that's so wonderful. What a, what a perfect answer. And I, I think, uh, I think everyone is going to see very quickly why Mike is like poster boy for selling from the heart in all of this, because you're absolutely right. It's a, it's about genuine relationships. And, you know, so one thing we know you for and and we're massive fans of you for, along with people all around the world, is this concept of predictable referrals. And uh, so just to kind of prime the pump and and get this conversation ramped up, uh, maybe give us the you know thirty thousand foot minute and a half view of what predictable referrals are, and then then we'll dive into to how how that aligns with this whole concept of selling from the heart
2: sure thing uh thirty k view predicts referrals are ones that you would trust in a forecast yeah. <laughs> Forecasts, good times, trustworthy forecasts. Now we have
1: all the sales managers'
0: attention. (laughs) We don't want to start talking about forecasts, (laughs) right? Because then I think this is going to go into predictable sales forecasting. Instead,
2: (laughs) (laughs) well, but that's that's really moron. You do talk about it. Most referral training that I have suffered from and seen out there is is plagued by a basis on emotional technique and things like that. And and, and don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that emotion isn't a key factor, but like so much of what I see is, Hey, you know, if you want to get referrals, people like, you know, you and trust you. Oh, the material, I mean, steaming because why would you refer somebody if you didn't like nor trust them? So this as an industry in referral training, Most of the training out there is complete caca because it focuses on what you already had to bring to the dance. It's worthless. Training needs to be focused on how do you create measurable and predictable results? So
0: I think the biggest thing, and I agree with you, but I think the biggest way to create those is you got to build better relationships with people. And it just goes back to, and you and I speak about it, Mike, it's just rolling up the sleeves and spending time to get to know each other. And we talk constantly about this is I think if sales reps want to get a predictable referral stream going, they have to get better acquainted with their current clients, their current centers of influence. And it, I, to me, I think it's a mutual two way street, but you can't ask for referrals or they can't be predictable. If you're not spending the time constantly building
2: those relationships. So you're saying like, to be, to get predictable referrals, you actually have to do your job. <laughs> yeah yeah, but this is, you can't, just,
1: you can't just discount this though, because you know, when, when salespeople say I'm doing my job, that means I go out, I find a deal, I land it, I go find the next deal. I go find the next deal. And, you know, in, in a lot of the sales world, the concept of developing relationships is either non-existent or at best manipulative in a lot of ways. And, um, uh, you know, in, in, the in, uh, in the 30, 60, 90 world, it's kind of like, there's no time for relationships. And why would I waste my time? And, and and that's either stated or unstated, right? It's like, go on an appointment, find an opportunity, close a deal, go to the next one. And um, as a result, you know, we end up overlooking what may be the richest source of incredible opportunities, right? Which is this whole concept of building genuine relationships with people and, and taking some of those relationships and turning them into a predictable stream of referrals.
2: Yeah. I mean, I would, I would say, and I don't disagree with you at all. I call that the next 30 problem. Yeah. Right. Yeah. About the next 30 days. And I'm like, well, if you're worried about the next 30 days, that meant you didn't do your job the prior 30, the prior right. 60, the prior 90, and you can't fix mm. impulsivity. You cannot fix reactivity. You have to be strategic or you have to die, period. <laughs> so, well, I mean, it's just it's really, like, So a couple of things that I would say about all that, it's, it's complete bull that referrals take more time, right? Because if, if you aren't measuring on a calendar year, your, your production, you know, as a sales manager, as a business owner, and let alone as a salesperson, you know, you got problems. You're always going to be reacting and that means that you're going to be behind. But the biggest problem is this, right? And this is where everybody blows it. How long does it take sales managers, sales trainers, leaders of businesses to train their salespeople to take somebody from the status quo where they have no need or desire to speak with you about what you do all the way down to where they want to actually sit down and talk price? It takes a long time at best i've been doing training for 25 years 25 years i've asked this question all over the world right and this is pre-internet right and the answer is this it takes a minimum of 12 to 18 months for a minimally trained salesperson to be productive for them to really understand how to move clients down through the pipeline into the sales funnel so why in the world do most salespeople sales trainers and sales organizations teach referrals at the end of the funnel, right? Hmm. Everyone's trying to get referrals when the person wants to talk to you about buying. And that's why no one is predictable. You're trying to take the thing that professional salespeople have a hard... And then expect referral sources to do it for you. That, my friends, is the first step to predictable referrals. And it's breaking out of the next 30 cycle. You have got to, if you want to be predictable, you have to go back to the top of the pipeline. You have to get introductions in the status quo because referrals, I'm not saying don't accept referrals. Like if Larry said, Hey man, I got to have you come out and speak at a conference. I'd say, thanks Holmes, Appreciate it. Right. Say yes. And thank you to whatever you believe in for providing the opportunity. You're not going to get less when you get predictable, but you got to go back to the top of the funnel and you got to start feeding in relationships right? Introductions, not referrals. At the top. The second reason people don't get more referrals is because of risk. The word introduction is a lot more palatable to your referral source than referral. That's just great.
1: By the way, I just got to pause there. So that's just, uh, I mean, that's golden. Thank you, by the way, for dropping that nugget in the middle. I mean, I literally was on a um, client, a a 90 day review call with a client yesterday and I asked him for a referral, but how much smoother and how much more genuine would it have been
0: to say, who could you introduce me to? Right. Uh, That's good. Well, I, I think it goes back to a couple of things and Mike. You laid some nuggets and I'm sitting here just thinking about, you know, reflecting on my life as a sales rep and I, and it's what I coach sales reps on now is relationship funnel and sales funnel. And I think yeah. it even goes even deeper than that is I think the reason why these referrals happen at the end, as you talk about, is it goes back to broken prospecting prox, you know, processes. Yeah. And if we fail to prospect on a consistent basis. It's all, it's all going to, it all boils down to us. And it all boils down to management is everyone's chasing the 30, right? What are you going to close in 30 days? What are you going to close in 60 days? And it's the same thing. I always talk to sales reps about sales managers is, you know, when's the last time a sales manager sat down with a sales rep and said, Hey, can you tell me what's going on eight months from now? They're going to look at you like, come on. Right.
2: Hope is not a strategy. Yeah. (laughs) Everyone's trying to get surprise referrals. Right. And what they don't understand, is this is like if you really want to dig into what makes me different when i'm doing corporate training when i'm doing sales training it's all about risk mitigation people don't get more referrals because they never ever think about what a what kind of obligation they're placing on the person they're asking hmm. okay stupid if you don't think about that stupid, yeah. and stupid definitely not selling from the heart that's selling from your wallet hmm. step two right how do they perceive risk Not only the obligation, right? That's the difference between an introduction and a referral. But that is all because I am completely consumed as a business coach, let alone somebody that has referrals. I'm completely consumed with how do we mitigate risk within the sales process? Because perceived risk, whether it's financial, number one, um, time, number two, or emotional, right? Those three factors are what determine whether or not you get more referrals or not not how cool or how well you ask it's your perception of your preparation to address and then your courage okay and yes skill at helping your referral source be aware of you don't now. you don't want to create a problem but mm-hmm. it's the risk is there right i mean think about it this podcast the reason a really successful people you know don't refer you is usually because of time risk if they know you and like you and know you and trust you why aren't they referring you right it's not it's not because they don't there's reasons because they don't have time
0: well hey mike i want to throw something in there because they can know you they can like you they can trust you but how about if they don't know your story where's that going to fit in
2: Yeah. And that comes down to risk. Like your personal story being authentic, which is something that we talk about all the time. And all three of us have talked about it online before, but you being an authentic person, right? Because what happens after you're introduced, 90% of all the people you get referred to are going to vet you online, right? The relationship is not going to be 100% the reason that you get the sale. It's going to be the reason you got to talk to them. Right. But you still, you still got to be a real person online. You know, like if you go to Larry's uh, LinkedIn profile and you look at his activity, you know, he's not giving you these videos recently with him in a three-piece suit, you know, doing the Al Pacino at the Supreme Court kind of thing. <laughs> it's a dude going to the gym, being authentic, right? And that's, that's the key thing. So are you, you know, and Larry talks a lot, and I know you talk about it, Daryl, you guys talk about Hey, what is your digital presence? You know, are you authentic online? Are, are you somebody that they want to talk to? Are you talking about how you crush quota like 30 quarters in a row? That's what I want. That's the guy I want to talk to. Right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but you know, what's interesting about the whole thing is, you know, we can poke holes at people face to face all day long. Right. And we can say, Oh, this guy is, you know, full of BS or this gal is full of BS and all that but I'm telling you when it comes to online people now can poke holes in insincerity online in two seconds. Right. Yeah. I mean, it, and, and it's just so hypercritical for sales reps to realize that, you know, if you can't effectively tell that story face to face, it's going to be hard to tell that effective story online to get people even to buy into it to the point where you can get those referrals.
2: Larry, is it like somebody send you an email with like stuff misspelled like sales Oh my, oh my gosh. That's a whole topic of another (laughs) conversation.
0: But as long as Mike brought it up and I don't know where this thing's going to go from here, but it's just the same thing as how can you get, he teed me up on this one. How can you get referrals from emails when you get a blanket email where the guy spelt sales wrong? Dude, the guy literally spelt sales, (laughs) S-E-L-E-S. How can you get referrals from that one? But anyway, circling that one back around. Ouch. Ouch. Well, all of this is, uh, this is great.
1: I mean, this, this conversation about mitigating risk in the sales process, you know, it is kind of interesting just to think about, um, there are ways to mitigate risk in that face-to-face interaction. Um, and, and in terms of financial time, other types of risk, we bring into the conversation, which is a whole interesting rabbit trail that maybe we'll go down in a future podcast, but
2: just, just uh, remember this, Every single person that ever refers you to someone wants that relationship back at least as good as when they gave it to you. If yep. you're not thinking about risk, you have no chance of consistently handing that back better. We used to call it, can I borrow your car? Mm-hmm. Right? And I used to say, you know, hey, if I borrow your car and drive it back without any damage, is it, is it just as good? And Everyone says yes, and I say wrong. I just put mileage on it. I just put mileage on your car. So if I don't bring it back better, right? right? If I don't bring it back better, I brought it back worse. And so that's what I'm talking about. To be successful in referrals, you have to think about what's my culture? How do I buy? How do I give referrals? How do I predictably give referrals? At the core of my system is not a gimme, gimme, gimme. It's like, how are you authentic, right? Based upon some stuff uh, Larry and I have talked about. You know, are you authentic? But then it's also like, do you have a system for giving? Almost every company I go to that says they have a referral system are liars because all they have is they have a taking system. They're not giving. They don't plan for it. I call you out. All of you on the carpet, every single sales manager and leader out there, if you've got a so-called referral system and it doesn't produce referrals, you suck.
0: Wow. I'm starting to score. That, a a, that, that was a good <laughs> one. A boom on that one. Oh my God.
1: No, yeah, you are an unethical person with no integrity. Oh my gosh. We ask, we're, we're taking and we're not giving back. That's, yeah, that's, oh my that's, gosh.
2: that's my problem with all these referral systems out there. They are just so selfish. So unbelievably dehumanizing. They have nothing like if those people come on. You should say, this is selling from the heart. Not from the uh, blackest abyss of hell, <laughs> <laughs> but that's <laughs> have no culture. If you want to be by referral and I'm not by referral only, but if you want to be by referral, the first thing I want to do is I want to look at how many referrals you give.
1: Wow. Well, there is. Um, I mean, I I knew I knew this. Uh, this uh, yeah, mic drop. Careful, you might have to say something else. Don't hurt your mic. But I, I mean, I have the feeling, Larry, that this was going to be a squirm in your seat a little bit type of uh, punch in the gut conversation. But I I uh, man, Mike, thank you yeah, because I think that is uh, what what you're saying right now gets to the like the core of, of who we are at Selling from the Heart is, you know, we, we're not here just to get right. It, you guys are legit. We, we want to be genuine. We want to be authentic and to ask somebody for a referral without first giving something to them in return. Uh, well, not even
2: that, that Daryl. It's not a tit for tat, but right. think of it. like you got, how much, I mean, you and Larry, I've been through so much sales training. Think about the copier channel, which I escaped from a long time ago.
1: Congratulations.
2: Yeah. But, hey, you know what? It's like, the, it's like a sisterhood, isn't it? Think <laughs> about it? How many referral trainings how many have you gone to where they tell you how to get referrals and right. never teach you how to live? That's what completely differentiates me from everyone on the marketplace. And I'm not bashing anybody. Right. The system, but think about it. Right, it's easy to talk about how to get referrals, but if you want, you want to really build in a program for a copier dealership, for a financial advisory firm, you need to learn how to systematize how you give. You have to think about your your ninety day um, client views. You have to think about everything differently, and you have to be able to understand that. And it's a conversation that most people are too chicken. To have. Like, so so I'll, throw, I'll throw
0: this out and I'm just listening to this. and I'm just, wow. I mean, this was mind blowing, but here's something. How about sales reps go out and volunteer and learn how to give without asking anything in return and watch what happens to
2: the referral selling. They'll start yeah. learning how to help. Yeah. It's like, you know, so here's totally right. Totally. So it's, it's always a joke. Like one of my intake questions for all of my clients on my, on my business coaching practice is this, it's like, Tell me about the, the difference in percentage between the potential God gave you and your actual performance, your impact on your community where you live. What's your impact? And I, and I say this, is like we are in a particular age, whether it's good or bad, where people can sniff test you really easily. All they got to do is go to your Facebook page. All they got to do is do some Google, you know, searches for you, and they can find whether you're involved and invest in your community or not, right? You can't just click the thing and say, hey, I'm a member of Rotary. So what? What you do at Rotary, right? What would you do at Kiwanis, you know? I mean, th- these organizations used to be required, If you wanted to do any business locally, they've been disparaged, which is complete caca. But you have to understand that just joining something means nothing nowadays. It's what do you do there? Like for example, Larry I know was suffering at a beer fest recently. Suffering. (laughs) He wasn't just drinking though. He 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 organized it. He
1: he brought.
2: I organized it. I couldn't drink at it. (laughs) But right. But if, if people search on Larry in his local area. Yes. If they're if they're serious about wanting to know the difference between him and other trainers out there and the copier and other B2B technology channels, they're gonna be able to find out that he's a legit, authentic human being. Same thing with you, Daryl. Yeah. Same thing and the reason I know this is I vetted both you turkeys when I started Oh, oh, oh wow. <laughs> right? <laughs> Larry, do you deny you looked me up? Oh do I
0: looked you up? <laughs> Garrison, don't even go there. Come on,
2: man. You looked up and said, "Man, that is one good-looking dude."
0: Oh no, nah, yeah, but who? Oh nah, who inspired who? <laughs> <laughs> well, I
1: this is this is great. We can go on forever. I'm sure we can have Mike back on the podcast. Uh, this has just been a, a blast. And uh, Mike, thank you for joining us today. Not just sharing your sure, wisdom, back. but sharing your heart in this as well. And and uh, you have. Um, definitely challenged me. I can see on Larry's face, you've challenged both of us. And I know you've challenged our listeners. And as we do every episode, we, you know, we want to challenge ourselves and challenge you uh, together just to go gut check. You know We're asking, but how much are we giving out? You know we're, We want referrals. We want people to help us grow our business. How much are we helping other people get what they want? And, uh, that's a pretty gut level, honest question. And, um, you know, on a scale of one to 10, how do you measure up on that? It'd be a good question to ask. So everybody, thanks for joining us this week. Uh, once again, we're glad you're here keep spreading the word. Our listening audience continues to grow. And what excites me more and more about that is to know that there are many, many other people out there like you, like me, that want to be genuine, that want to be authentic, that want to bring the goods, and most of all, that want to sell from the heart.